Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. I just forgot the line. Holy moly. 283 days of Bible reading. You'd really think I'd get this on lock. It is great to have you here with me in Auckland, New Zealand, as we continue on reading the Bible cover to cover for a whole entire year. If this is your first day, you've stumbled across us somehow, head back to day one, get started again from the start and go through the whole entire journey. It's worth it. Trust me, you will not regret it. Today is day 283. We are so close to being at 300 days. I'm counting it down, looking forward to getting to that milestone. Today, though, let's have a look at what brews we're, sorry, what Bible we're going to be reading, and then we'll have a look at the brews. Clearly, I'm in need of a brew today. Today, we're reading Psalm 119, verse 9 to 16, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 17 to chapter 3, verse 13, and Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 1 to chapter 23, verse 8. So those are our scriptures. Make sure you get into those at some point today. Let's talk brews. Brew today. For the final time, we're going to be having our Guatemalian, Guatemalian, Al Limon washed from Atomic, oh no, from Ozone. Apologies, not from Atomic, from Ozone Roasters. I'm excited to get into this today and see if in the espresso we can get that caramel, lime zest, floral, milkshakey flavor. Now, it took me four goes to get this dialed in, so I think I've got this pretty much perfect, well, as to what I can get it done. Let's give this a try today in the espresso. Cheers. Very floral. I'm going to say not really a milkshakey vibe in there. In terms of the density of the, the, the coffee, maybe that's why we're saying it's a milkshake, because it's quite dense. But other than that, I'm not really getting that through. Quite a strong caramel flavor. I like it. I, I It's not that I dislike it, but I actually prefer this as a filter. I think you get a more rounded flavor. The aftertaste that lingers is quite nice, though, on this. I'll give it that. Oh, I'm so torn. 7.8 and an 8. I'm going to put this, yeah, I'm going to give this a 7.9. Out of the three, it's right in the middle there. It's not the best thing I've ever had. It's definitely not the worst thing I've ever had. It's very, very good. I think that's justified in giving it a go. If you can get your hands on this coffee, it's definitely worth a try. That is it, though, for the brews today. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. One of the reasons I love this Bible plan so much, and I love doing the the Bible, uh, reading the Bible, love doing the Bible plan and reading the Bible, is that... It unlocks such great joy and an awesome sense of direction in my life. I don't know if you're finding that on this journey, but I definitely am. The Bible, in the world's eyes, though, would be one of the least or lowest forms of wisdom that you could come to in the world. Like, it would probably rank somewhere behind celebrities' opinions, business leaders, politicians, sports stars, people who win the lotto, horoscopes, you know, like the list goes on. And and maybe it's not that far down the list. I'm more just exaggerating to make a point, but it's definitely not considered as highly as it once was. The Bible was one of the most foundational founding documents for Western civilization. Verses 14 and 16 of our psalm today explain why. It says this, it'll come up on screen. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. And then in verse 16, it says, I delight in your decrees. The riches is a reference to both money or possessions and internal riches that come from a relationship with Christ. In other words, the fruit of the Spirit. When we live according to the word, we tap into a wealth of wisdom and knowledge that's far beyond what we could comprehend or come up with 
in the natural. It's not just enough to know it though. We actually have to live this. The psalmist writes that he's hidden God's word in his heart. But why his heart? Well, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we know that the tongue is the rudder for our lives. You can read that in James. So if you get the word deep in you, if you get the word deep, if you if you wanna if you wanna live successfully, you literally have to get the word so deep in your heart. If you desire success, favor, and the riches that come from the relationship with Jesus, then the word of God has to be the foundational document of our lives when it comes to wisdom and life as well. We see in First Thessalonians today that Paul was very close to the church in Thessalonia. He felt an intense longing towards them. He also talks about rewards or a crown. The greatest reward and the greatest crown that we could ever have is Jesus in our lives. The glory we have offered to us in the world is money, success or favor with man and power. But for us as Christians, we've died to that. We're saying no, we're not living that way. For us, the greatest glory is Jesus. It's important to remember that in every moment of our lives. Maybe that's why even though Paul was facing immense pressure and opposition, he was still filled with immense joy because his joy was actually tied to the church's joy. He found his joy from serving them. He was so close with the church. The joy he experienced was this internal joy through knowing them and seeing them succeed as individual people. He, he carried this deep love and concern for them. And I wonder if that's part of the problem with what we face today. Gen Alpha will be the most depressed and anxious generation that's ever walked the face of the earth. It started with Gen Z. And you know what else started with Gen Z? Being the most self-centered and self-focused generation ever. And people are already predicting that for Gen Beta, which will be after Gen Alpha, it's going to continue to the next layer of generations. This sense of depression and anxiety, but also being tied to the self-centeredness and self-focusedness. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, if we could get our eyes off of us and onto him and more so other people, we could actually see something significant happen ironically in our own lives. Paul shows us that joy, actual joy, comes from a deep, committed relationship both with Jesus and with others. So today, maybe identify in your own life, how self-focused are you? Or are you focused on others and on God and seeing them succeed? Because when you are, when you're in a deeply committed relationship with God and with people, that's where you can tap into an unusual sense of joy. Finally, in Jeremiah, we see God put before the people the way of life and the way of death. Essentially, Josiah, King Josiah, he went the way of life, knowing God and acting in what actively moves God's heart, which is defending the cause of the poor and the needy. But the other kings, they didn't. Because of this, they were under God's judgment for failing to care about these areas. They were knocking on the door of exile, but in the middle of this trajectory of their lives, a rare ray of hope was offered to them. Chapter 23, verse 5 to 6 says this. It's going to come up on screen. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his, in his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. Who is this ray of hope? Jesus. Jesus, through the New Testament, fulfills this prophecy. He is the righteous branch. I'm so grateful for Jesus. I'm so grateful that he would be my savior, my helper, my source of joy, and my redemption. Now, 
we can live in the way of life through Jesus and not be like those other kings who, when they realize the error of their ways, it's too late. With Jesus, it's never too late. With Jesus, it's never too late. I'm going to say that again because I think somebody needs to get this today. If you've been living on the way of death and you've said that you're a Christian, with Jesus, it's never too late. Come back to him today and encourage others to come back to him too because with Jesus, it's never too late to live in the way of life. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 7 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. When you're in distress or facing persecution, whose faith encourages you? We need to make sure that we're constantly surrounded by those whose faith stirs our own. I want to encourage you, if you need to ask for someone to grab a coffee with you, do it. Just sit with them and say, listen, I want to hear what God's doing in your life. And if you both find yourself in that position where you need faith, get around somebody else. And before you know it, you've started a life group of people who can stir your faith with each other. Better living, everybody. And that is it for the Daily Brew today. Thank you so much for joining me. Day 283 of 365 days of Bible reading done and dusted. No matter where you are around the world, I pray that God is speaking to you and revealing things to you through His Word. It's been an absolute joy and privilege being with you today. That is it, though, for the for today, for day 283. If it's a start of your day, have a great rest of your day. And let's sleep time. Good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you tomorrow back here on The Daily Brew.